hello 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 and welcome to the very first episode of the fourth town podcast i am your host asher brandon and this is crazy i've been wanting to do something like this for a year now and now that i'm actually doing it's kind of overwhelming but today we will be talking about the craziness that is the 2022 nfl free agency there's really no like setup if you've been paying attention if you've been paying attention to it it's just you know it's been absolutely insane with no matter if it's the chiefs trading away tyree kill which will be the first topic or even something simple like bradley bozeman went to the panthers it's just been so insane and with that let's get into what i just mentioned the chiefs trading away tyree kill to the dolphins nobody saw this coming everyone thought the chiefs had patrick Mahomes, travis kelsey and tyree kill all until they either retired or one of the big three left there's no possible way someone could just go like oh yeah chiefs are gonna trade away Terry Kill it for like what was it like five picks I would have sold my whole entire team to try and get that man and Dolphins got him for five picks that is just crazy uh, considering Tua he's gonna have a breakout year like like just stay with me on this Two years now, he's been criticized by the media, by fans, all because he's not Lamar Jackson, uh, Mac Jones, Josh Allen, all because he's not those quarterbacks. He's still really good. Just because he's not Joe Burrow, who's drafted number one, doesn't mean he can't have a successful career. Think Tom Brady. He was a six-round draft pick. Anyways, this isn't about Tua. I am honestly shocked that the Dolphins got him. I expected him to go to the Jets, you know, big, young quarterback in there and Zach Wilson. But with the Dolphins, I do not see them improving this season. I see Tua improving, but not the Dolphins team itself. Because if the Dolphins team itself improves... That's going to be a big shock because, you know, Mike McDaniel's coming into uh, his first ever coaching job. And it's going to be a weird thing to see because them getting rid of Brian Flores just came out of nowhere. The Dolphins, this free agency, have been making way too many out of nowhere um, things. It's just wild how they can go, oh, yeah, no, we went 7-10 and 10 last season. But you know what else we can do? Fire a head coach and be able to trade for one of the best wide receivers to ever touch a football. It's shocking to me. And this is, like, more shocking than, like, DJ Chark to the Lions, which I am very happy for uh for those of you who don't know me in real life i am a ravens and lions fan 
grew up in Detroit, but always had a love for the Ravens. Um, but DJ Chark joining that Lions offense, that's going to be a huge step forward for Dan Campbell in this offense. Uh, if the Lions draft defense, they're definitely a playoff team. You can quote me on that. But the fact that that trade happened, especially with wide receivers like OBJ, Jarvis Landry, uh, Robert Woods, I think. Oh, no, he got traded. To, he got uh, picked up by the Titans. Never mind. But like OBJ and uh, who did I just say? I forget who I just said, but with those type of wide receivers on the board and them to be able to pick up Tyreek Hill in a trade, his yards after catch is going to go completely insane, completely off the rails. And, you know, I wouldn't be surprised because he is such a good wide receiver. He's going to put Tua in MVP conversation if he plays half as good as he did on the Chiefs. And, of course, Tua has to step it up. But, along with that, which happened today, um, another big signing that happened in the realm of AFC. We gotta talk about the AFC West. If we're gonna talk about anything here, it's gotta be the West. They have been showing so much life in this free agency. With Devontae Adams being traded to the Raiders, the Chargers picking up so many defensive names with Avon Miller. No, Khalil Mack, my bad. Uh, J.C. Jackson, all them. The Broncos getting Russell Wilson. And, of course, the Chiefs trading away their pieces. That's going to be a very competitive division, and seeing... And knowing that not all of them will make it to the playoffs is getting me so hyped to see that matchup. Because, do you imagine, like it was uh, last season, final game, Raiders, Chargers, all they need is a win and they're in. And then Derek Carr gets picked off by J.C. Jackson for a ball to Devontae Adams. Could you imagine me saying that last year? You would think I was crazy. You would think I would be playing a Madden franchise with how much has changed on those teams in that one sentence. Because I think the Raiders can make a pretty big playoff push, like deep into the playoffs, maybe to the championship, honestly, if they just pick up the right guys in the draft, you know, strengthen up an O-line, get a better defensive uh, core that's not your secondary, and then... You're pretty solid in your uh, terms of defense and all that. And then you have the Chargers, who already should have been in the playoffs, but, you know, uh, Brandon Staley said, I'm going to call a timeout and force the Raiders to uh, go for it and kick the winning field goal. But they should have been in the playoffs this year. And with how good Justin Herbert is... There's no way they make it back. Uh, there's no way they don't make it back. Like It's impossible for the Chargers to not make it back into this playoff seed. With that being said, though, 
the rest of the AFC. Oh my god. With the trade in the Browns for uh Deshaun Watson and Amari Cooper. Uh that's gonna be crazy. I heard something. I don't know if it's true. It hasn't been confirmed yet, but I heard something that OBJ might come back if the Rams don't offer him correctly. And it's just wild to think that you could have Deshaun Watson, OBJ, and Amari Cooper on the same team with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt in the backfield. You draft a good tight end in this year's draft, strengthen up that defense. Once again, that's another team that could make a very deep push in the playoffs if they try. Sadly, though, <clears throat> I do not think the Browns are going to make the playoffs. It's just... I didn't think they were last year, and they didn't. Um, I got so much hate for that on TikTok because they everybody said you don't think the Browns are gonna make the playoffs, and you think the Bengals are gonna make it? Oh my gosh, you are so stupid. That's the worst thing. I predicted Ravens Rams in the Super Bowl. Obviously, Ravens got completely demolished by injuries last season, but the Bengals made it to the Super Bowl instead of the Ravens. AFC North team versus the Rams happened. I predicted that. <laughs> I'm kind of stoked about that because that means I know what I'm talking about. But there's also the Ravens who got Michael Pierce back. Uh, sorry, got Michael Pierce back. Almost got Zadarius Smith back, but he Chased the bag to Minnesota. Which I don't blame him. Uh, but kind of wish we had him. Um, we're getting Marcus Peters back. Marlon Humphrey back from injury. J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards back from injury. If the Ravens don't make the Super Bowl in the next like three seasons, I will be like completely shocked. There's no doubt in my mind that the Ravens make the playoffs. And if they don't, Something's bound to happen to either John Harbaugh or uh, Eric DaCosta. Lamar might even leave. I've seen so many headlines about that because he hasn't gotten his deal yet, which he probably will next offseason. And we'll be talking about, oh my god, Lamar got like $200 million in this new contract. Which wouldn't be a surprise with Lamar because he is such a generational talent and all that. Um, you also have the Steelers who are running with a new quarterback in Mitchell Trubisky. As much as I hate the Steelers, oh, it was a really good move to bring Mitchell Trubisky in. You know, after a year of learning under Josh Allen, getting out of the Nagy system, he looked really good in preseason in the, uh, in preseason with the Bills. If Josh Allen doesn't do well, or not Josh, if Mitchell Trubisky doesn't do well, I'm going to be kind of shocked, honestly. Uh, Deontay Johnson is obviously gone, I think. I forget where he went. I would have to look that up. But with even with Deontay Johnson being gone, he still has Chase Claypool. I know Juju went to the Chiefs, which is 
shocked me. I expected Juju to play one more year with the uh, with the Steelers, but even with that, Ju- uh, Chase Claypool, and they just pick up really good guys in the draft. I mean, they have speedy guys there, and hell, even if you want to dra- draft Malik Willis, I don't know what that would help, but I know he's make he might make it to that pick that they might make it to the Steelers pick because I know Jaguars aren't taking them. They got Trevor Lawrence. The Lions aren't taking them. We got Aiden Hutchinson if he does not, if he falls to us because he's projected to go first, but the Jaguars might Jaguar it and go Kayvon Thibodeau. Which I would love for them to go Kayvon Thibodeau. Not just because we get Aiden Hutchinson, but because I feel like he is a better fit for that defense than Aiden Hutchinson would be in Jacksonville. Um, You also have... Sorry, drew a blank. You also have OBJ. If he doesn't get picked up, you can sign him. Uh trade for one of the wide receivers that are on the block. So, you know, trade for... <laughs> yeah, sorry. Trade for Jerry Judy, who I don't know if he wants out of Denver. I know the fans want him out of Denver, though. And if he doesn't show up this season, he's definitely going to be there. Jalen Rager, he's he's a bust so far, but maybe in a new wide receiver system... He could show up. We've seen that multiple times with Randy Moss and Brashad Perryman and all that. Uh, Corey Davis, who I think might be either on his second to last year or his last year on his deal. Trade for him. Get a new deal up and running. Um, There's all these different guys that the Steelers could sign and basically win the NFL free agency. But so far, who I have winning free agency has got to be the Chargers. They beefed up that defense so much with Khalil Mack, J.C. Jackson. I think they re-signed Chris Harris, too. It's it's wild to see what they've done. Uh, now, enough about the AFC. I can go on about that for hours. On to the NFC. Poor, poor Aaron Rodgers. I could care less that Aaron Rodgers sucks in the NFC without Devontae Adams. However, his wide receiver one is now old Randall Cobb. You try throwing to old Randall Cobb for a season and not think, I might need to retire. Because if you don't think you need to retire after this season, excuse my voice crack, he would just have the Biggest loyalty to the Packers you have seen because, or he just wants the money, the guaranteed money, and then he'll retire after his deal's up, which I could see Rodgers doing. Uh, <laughs> or you could uh, have another L by Rodgers where his contract gets restructured so they can sign someone. I wish they did that, uh, mostly because I don't like Aaron Rodgers, the Lions fan in me. Um, as far as the NFC North, I definitely see either the Lions winning the division or the Vikings winning the division. I don't think the Packers have enough willpower 
or star power anymore to win that division. I only see the Vikings having a big breakout season with Kirk Cousins and they win the division or the Lions from out of nowhere skyrocket with good defense, skyrocket with a better offense into that number one role, which I think the Lions should trade for Baker Mayfield. I know that sounds off, but people want us to get a different quarterback other than Jared Goff. Jared Goff has one more year. Baker has, I think, like two more years on his contract. We get that Baker contract with him needing to prove that he deserves that contract and deserves to stay on this team. Baker will come out of mediocrity and play like a number one pick like he should have on the Browns. But it's the Browns, so you can't really expect much out of their number one picks. They are they are the QB graveyard. Uh, my favorite thing is on Twitter. This picture has gone viral of all the different Browns QBs on a jersey. And seeing that in these, especially after Baker Mayfield got drafted, and just seeing people already write uh, crosses and putting Deshaun Watson's name on that jersey, it's got to be the funniest thing and yet the saddest thing. Yeah, like, they have uh, Couch, Detmer, Wynn, Peterson all the way down with Garcia McCown all the way down to Manziel, Robert Griffin III, Mayfield. It's amazing. I see people putting different patches on their jerseys. Uh, There's one on Cleveland.com that has a guy with the patches of the different players. And it's amazing that fans will go, hey, my team sucks. Let's make fun of them for it. Uh, I was at the, uh, I was at the, uh, game, uh, the Lions-Ravens game, uh, week three, where Calvin Johnson got inducted. He, and hearing that crowd boo Sheila Ford Ham. It was funny at first, but there are there's hatred in Detroit for that woman that she does not deserve. I'm telling you, she stepped up to that mic. I couldn't hear myself think over the amount of booze that were coming out there. And then you have uh, people like Deshaun Watson, who's getting booed just because he likes to play football. Uh, I'm not going to get into his legal statements. I think he's innocent in all of them, but I'm not getting into that because we're trying to make this a fun and happy show and not worry about real-life problems. Um, but Deshaun Watson, if he is even half as good as he was when he first touched a football in Houston, I could see the Browns winning like nine games. Not enough to make the playoffs, but enough to stay in that mediocrity um, and stay the factory of sadness. You know, I, I said that with a smile on my face. Uh, 
uh, you had the Seahawks, who also could trade for Baker Mayfield. They have no idea what they are doing in that game. Because if you don't trade for Baker Mayfield, you have Drew Locke as your starting quarterback. Drew Locke as your starting quarterback is not a good fit for Seattle. Especially after you spent all these years in Denver with these very thin air. He's going to be taking more and more breaths that, honestly, it might keep him energized. But after a quote comes out with him saying, as soon as the ball leaves my hand, my first reaction is usually, uh-oh. I don't think Pete Carroll wants that on his offense. So if Malik Willis falls to them, they're going to pick him up. Kenny Pickett's also there. Sam Howell. There's a bunch of guys that are coming into this draft class that could probably help propel the uh, the Seahawks. I think Russell Wilson came from the third round. They can do that again, make a good QB out of a third rounder. There's so many different things that I feel like the Seahawks have done wrong this offseason. Dropped Bobby Wagner. Dropped, uh, dropped uh, uh, Russell Wilson to the Broncos. And they haven't gotten anything back. Yes, they got Noah Fant on tight for tight end. But if you're not if you have Drew Locke, who has been throwing to Noah Fant for years, but also now has to deal with DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, two good wide receivers on the edges, and he doesn't throw to those two, you're not gonna have very good team chemistry. You can have very good team chemistry if you put in a new quarterback or bring up Geno Smith to start over Drew Locke, which I fear they might do, but that would honestly be funny. Uh, speaking of bringing up new quarterbacks into systems, Marcus Mariota to the Falcons. I love this move. My friend Christian, the biggest Marcus Mariota fan you'll ever find. Uh, and that got me into liking Marcus Mariota more than I did back when he was a Titan. This man, Marcus Mariota, has been such a good ball player for all of his career, and I I feel like he got robbed of a starting position. He should have been a starter yesterday. Or he was a starter. He's technically a starter yesterday. Anyways, you know what I'm trying to say. Uh, he should have been a starter last season, the season before that. I don't understand why he lost his starting position other than because he went to the Raiders who already had their starter in Derek Carr. He has a breakout season, can win MVP. If Russell Gage plays good and you get a good wide receiver in the draft. Because there's no way he can just keep throwing to to, uh, to Kyle Pitts and win games. There's just no way. Cordell Patterson and Kyle Pitts are not going to keep that offense afloat. You need wide receivers. Think about Lamar Jackson and the Ravens for a second. Before Mark Andrews became Mark Andrews, Lamar 
could only run. Joe Flacco could barely pass. We made it to the playoffs, but in that game against the Chargers, Lamar was just smothered by people. It, it It's honestly wild. Now, the Falcons just need to get everybody in the zone. Think of it like the mean, the mean machine from The Longest Yard. Grab people from prison. I don't care. Like, just grab somebody who can play wide receiver, and you'll be perfectly fine. Um, You also have the Panthers, who are expected, who were expected to go for Baker Mayfield, but they're also out of it. They could pull a Browns and go, no, we don't want to be here. Uh, We've seen enough on Baker. He's not our guy. And then drop a bomb saying, hey, Baker's our quarterback. Screw you guys in the NFL. Um, Which I wouldn't be surprised because, you know, that's the, uh, that's the way the NFL goes. Because, of course, it is. Um, And then you have places like uh New Orleans who are still who have to put their trust in a quarterback coming off injury you know Baltimore has to put their trust that Lamar will be 100% um New Orleans has to put their trust in Jameis Winston or else Taysom Hill's going to come start and we've seen what's happened with Taysom Hill and all these different guys that could be very well starters. You know, Tyler Huntley, uh, Baker Mayfield, and well, Marcus Mariota starting now. People like those guys are out of jobs when there are people like the Saints and Panthers who need quarterbacks desperately, but just aren't going for him for whatever reason the Panthers have been way too quiet this AF uh this uh free agency if I was the Panthers right now I would be panicking to find a quarterback in this draft because obviously you have the guys I've been talking up this whole entire episode with Malik Willis and Kenny Pickett but if those guys don't show up you are going to be screwed and that's I'm not saying they're going to be screwed but having those guys it's just not gonna work out and I really really hope it does it's not that it can't happen it's just that it should happen and the final thing to to speak about today until next week it has to be the fact that the AFC is stacked the NFC not so much the NFC is probably going to have the Buccaneer. Oh my gosh, I forgot to say Tom Brady coming out of retirement after two months of being in it. I expected it to happen, but it was still wild. Anyways, you can have the Buccaneers, Rams, 
or a new team going in it. That's all. That's all the NFC is going to have for the Super Bowl. The AFC has... <coughs> excuse me. The AFC has Broncos, Ravens, Chargers, Chiefs. All these different teams that I can't even name all of them. Justifying for even a playoff spot. If you are an NFL fan, you are following the AFC this season. That is just a guarantee. And even though I'm a Ravens fan, I guarantee you will appreciate that. Anyways, that will do it for the first episode of this podcast. If you listen to this whole entire thing being the first episode, thank you. I love you so much. And I hope you stay around for the rest of it. You can follow me on social media. Twitter, is, uh, most of these are at Satoshi underscore Uzumaki. Uh, Twitter is that with no underscore and a 7 at the end. And TikTok has the 69 at the end. Yes, I'm a mature uh, 17-year-old. But <laughs> other than other than all that, follow me on there and i will see you guys all next week see ya